because you never saw me. It's not about white. Honey, I'm home. How much money did you make today? I missed you too. I'm sorry, honey. It's about green. I want to find out how good you are, chump. I have a business proposal for you, as if you don't mind hustling. What kind of hustling? $500, baby, and you can pick my teammate. Give him the chump. You mean play basketball? Pretty much. I got something for you. Shut your anorexic malnutrition tapeworm habits. Overdose Dick Gregory Bahamian diet drinking ass up. Money. I see you hustle. Hey, I never use no goofy white mother. Hey, who you calling goofy white mother? You and your goofy. Five hundred divided by two. How much do you love me? I love you, infinity. Oh, Billy, you're so stupid. You should have said I love you, infinity plus infinity. We shoot you, Billy. But first, we want the money. There are rules to hustling. There's an ethics involved. Yeah, that you wouldn't know a damn thing about. <laughs> you explain to this Gladys Knight your pips? It's pips! The pips! Winning and losing is all one big organic globule. I hate it when you talk like that. You got that big Z in your fro, man. What are you, the black Zorro? What are you doing? I'm doing two things. What? I'm making them mad. Most guys don't play good when they're mad. Look, you know you're embarrassing me. That's what you're doing. Yeah, well, that's the other thing I'm doing. I only have four words for you. White men can jump. Good evening, my name is Marty Plum and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome back into the film room and with me this week to break down the original White Men Can't Jump is the man, the myth, the legend, the magnificent out of the mountain time zone, um, the the marauder i'm starting to think of other words to describe you that start with mt shaw what is happening i can't live up to this intro this is is unbelievable ah well believe it or not okay i'm walking on air i never thought i could feel so free (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) flying away on a wing and a prayer there it is that's voice of an angel right there (laughs) it sounded like a cross between fergie and jesus Ah, both, both, yes. combo. Exactly. Oh, I hope folks caught that one. It is. Oh, it is T. Shaw, Tyler Shaw, back to be in the film room this year once again, and we are here to break down the 1993 film "White Men Can't Jump." Uh, almost yes, 30 years old this year, Tyler. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. Yeah. I'm old. Uh, I, I can't remember. It might be 1994. Let me check that to be sure. I want to give it proper credit where credit is due. I thought it was, I thought it was 92, so we got it surrounded, I think. You know, we're in the ballpark. 92, so it's over 30 years old. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, so 1992. 
uh, white men can't jump. And we have not discussed this. All we have, you know, our takes are fresh. Um, we, we have not exchanged any information on any of this here. So uh, we are going to see where this goes. I, I'm going to, a little background on the movie. Um, $31 million budget made about $90 million, which was the 16th highest grossing film of 1992. T-Shot, do you want to take a guess? What was the highest grossing film of 1992? 1992? I mean, what was I, a freshman then? I can't even remember yesterday. Um, 1992, highest grossing movie was definitely... I have no idea. What was... I'm just going to say Jurassic Park. I got nothing. I have no idea. What, what we got? I don't know. I got to look it up yet. <laughs> that's, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. This, this is live podcasting, folks. These are fresh. Super um, fresh, guys. Super oh, fresh. listen to this. 1992. Okay. Highest grossing okay. movie? Uh, Aladdin. I would. You could give me a million guesses. I wouldn't have got that. I wouldn't have got that one either, too. Uh, bodyguard number two. The Bodyguard. <laughs> the Bodyguard. Uh, Home Alone 2. Uh, is nice. in uh, spot number three. Basic Instinct number four. L- Lethal Weapon three number five. Nice. Batman nice. Returns number six. A Few Good Men number seven. Oh, you can't handle it. You I can't, can't handle that truth. I you cannot can't. handle that truth. No, I cannot. Uh, Sister Act number eight. Bram Stoker's Gr- Dracula. Dracula. Yes, okay. number nine, and then number ten and. It's between this and A Few Good Men for my personal favorite on this list. Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Oh, nice. It's party top. time. Excellent. Excellent. Blue, blue, blue. There we go. Yeah. Um, so there it is. Um, $30 million budget, $90 million, uh, written and directed by our guy Ron Shelton. Uh, and some of the movies that he has been part of, perhaps his most famous film, Bull Durham. But other greats that he uh, did, uh, Tin Cup, uh, he was part of the team for Blue Chips. Um, he was a writer for an old Robin Williams movie called The Best of Times. Do you do you know oh, that one, Tisha? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What a murderous row of movies. Yes. Wow. Yes. Good job. And Mr. Shelton. Mr. And, Shelton. And Mr. Shelton, I'm going to come out hot here. Are we ready, okay. Tisha? I'm, I, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. No, no, I know what you're going to say. I know. I love it. Go. This is not his best work. No, no. This appealed to the fifteen-year-old version of Tyler Shaw. Yeah. Uh, the forty, the forty-six-year-old might have some takes that are a little hot about this movie. But you know, yes, that's, that's cool. Yes, yeah. I, I, I concur. Um, you want my, uh, you want my opening question here. Uh, T Shaw. Oh, oh, the, the okay, yeah, okay, yeah. So go. here's 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 my overall opening question here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am my favorite TV show of all time is Cheers. I have I have seen it front mm-hmm. to back at least a half dozen times, where I've literally watched every episode from beginning to end in chronological order that it appeared on television at least a half dozen times. Nice work. I do what I can. I do what I can. Yeah. Um. And, of course, Woody Harrelson replaced Coach after Season 3 when Coach passed away uh, during, uh, what you know, the off-season, whatever you want to call it. Um, He he passed away. Um, Who is dumber of the characters that Woody Harrelson played, Woody Boyd or Billy Hoyle? Uh, 
Wow, it's a, that's 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 a, a, that's a, that's a hot that's take a right there. Flip. I have to, that's not hot because oh my god, make could you make possibly more bad decisions in a movie? Uh, I don't think so, Billy. Billy Hoyle, yeah, just just time after time, just getting his own way. Wow, yeah. I, and I, maybe okay. So Woody, yeah, on Shears, obviously dumber, but but at least he didn't have foolish pride. Oh my gosh, yeah. Well, is, isn't that kind of stupidity is foolish pride? Whoa. You know, I mean, it, it's a rough, I, I, once again, I, I, I overlooked a lot of things. Uh, 15 year old Tyler Shaw yeah. overlooked a lot of things that I watched later on. It's like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> whoa, dude. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. your, your overall kind of, your, your I, I came in with a couple hot ones there, T Shaw. What, what do you got? No, they're, they're, they are, they are nice. They're, toasty um i just oh my gosh how how many times can you screw up and like what is gloria doing with that guy i mean (laughs) oh my gosh so what are you doing on the rewatch i've got my own questions about gloria as well (laughs) i've got got a lot too yeah Yeah. I've, I've, i've got some i've got some questions as well so um, I do have to say my last overall thought, um, one of the things that I had forgotten about the movie, and this is a little nostalgia for me, uh, Tisha, growing up in the asphalt jungle of Sheldon, Iowa, uh, I really enjoyed on every court that they played on the steel chains as the net. baby. Yes. Oh, so good. Steel chains, so good. I mean, how many stitches did they do on dudes that were throwing down? You know what I mean? Like, because those, those didn't look, I mean, those look sharp. Yes. I'm just saying. Yes. Yeah, those look nice and sharp. In my hometown, um, they got tired of changing nets, so they went to steel nets. So, yes. I mean, when I grew up playing, it was, I mean, it's just, what a great sound. Yes. Um, I loved, I loved the shoes the 90s themes and the shoes oh like sure billy's wearing the air command force the david robinson's mm-hmm. and sydney's got the air flight lights on and junior um is one of the air jordan sixes it's just i don't know i was just like oh yeah and then i wanted that t-shirt that billy had so much as a kid the parental uh, advisory explicit lyrics. lyrics yeah i i was like i always like man that would be so awesome to have that's 15 year old tyler shaw though yeah know? yeah that was that'd be a great shirt to have but yeah Alas, yeah. they don't sell those in Broken Bow. So. No. <laughs> well, you must be kind of a sneakerhead then to, to recognize all that stuff. Oh, yeah. I love, yeah, absolutely. I love sneakers. It's it's a bit of a problem. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's a bit of a problem. You have to teach till you're 72 problem. because of it, but no big deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, don't worry about that. Yeah, it's fine. I can't, can't retire, so that's cool. <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's not the rule of 85. It's the rule of 105. I just buy... <laughs> Sneaker app. Oh God, so bad. Uh, and how does how does Doctor Shaw feel about that? Well, she's cool about it, right? <laughs> the nice thing you kind of gave a Ron Burgundy there. She's yeah, cool yeah, no, about no, it. She, no, no, she's super cool about it uh, because the sneaker app is a joke and a sham, and I feel like I get about one out of every fifty that I put in for. So it's fine. It's yeah. gonna be fine. Yeah. I will not overpay. I will not pay up by secondary market if I don't get it for real. I don't get it. That's yeah. my move. Yeah. So uh you're talking about the the shoes. I actually uh 
enjoyed uh, seeing the retro clothing a little bit. The uh, I the did little too. the biker's hat that uh, Sydney wore. Um, you know the Billy Hoyle backwards hat with the the snapbacks on it uh, back in the day. Um, you know yes. the the uh, tight kind of biker shorts underneath the the shorts that kind of got popular. Yeah. yeah, you know, like yes. you, yes. you remember colorful. the colorful ones. Yes, uh, Mark Aguirre, I think, was one of the first guys I remember wearing those biker shorts underneath his basketball shorts um, because the shorts were so short in correct. the late eighties. I mean. Let's let's go. I remember, yeah, the Pistons. I remember John Sally had some of those. Yep. Like, dude started wearing them about that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I were people wearing what Sydney was wearing, like the deep plunge tank top to play hoops back then. I mean, I didn't play, you know, in Venice or anything like that. But like that just seemed like an odd choice of yeah. tank top. I, the Gold's Gym, the Gold's Gym, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, wasn't, you know, again, that was not something that we wore in Sheldon, Iowa. Uh, it was yeah. just it was just t-shirts yeah. and shorts, and we went out and played and, and did that type of thing. You know, uh, uh, this was right before kind of those cut-off uh, t-shirts, uh, that type of thing that came about th- two or three years later. I remember that, so... Um, but it was it was a nice little walk down memory lane of some, yeah. some fluorescent clothing and, and, and stuff like that from my, my high school days. You know, my high yeah, school days, you, that's you, good stuff. You, you were rocking spaghetti strap uh, tank tops back then? I was not. I was not. Yeah. I was not. Get, get better, Marty. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> I won't let you see any yearbook photos. How about that? So. Uh, it's, it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, so... Uh, well, let's start, uh, unless you got any other overall thoughts, uh, T-Shaw, should we jump into the categories here? Let's just, let's roll. Okay. Yeah, let's roll. So many thoughts. First question. How often should you rewatch this movie? Ooh. I, I, I've seen it within the last couple of years, but like, I'm saying it's a solid, yeah, it's a solid four years. You don't have to watch this thing all the time. I'm saying every four, you're fine. Yeah. Every four. I put five. Four. It's, it's definitely Olympics. Yeah. yeah, every Olympics you just fired up. It's, <laughs> it's an Olympic movie. It's an Olympic, Olympic movie. It's an Olympic movie. <laughs> I got yeah, you. Just, just every four years. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm, I'm going to English Prime Minister reign every five years. Uh, I like it. That's every time the Brits have an, I think it's every five years they have a, a new. I think it is too. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm going to go there uh, again. I, I think it's one of those deals. Um, if if you're younger, if if it, it's kind of a uh, and again, painting with a broad brush here. Let me be clear. Um, it's it's probably more of a movie that appeals to uh, the younger crowd than it does the older crowd um, with a lot of the, the the stuff in it. But I would say for me, and then there'll be other people say, you know, hey, you watch this every other week or whatever. But for me, it's every yeah. it's every five years. So yeah, that's um, fine. Yep. that's fine. Um, favorite scenes. Uh, and, and there were some there were some really good scenes in this movie. I don't uh, I, I'm not I didn't I didn't completely uh, hate this film on the rewatch. Uh, I, I liked it okay, uh, but I would say quite honestly, of all the films that we've done so far, uh, including season one, this is probably my least favorite. Um, but uh, you know, uh, I, I had about four or five scenes uh, to. Uh, in my favorite in my favorite stuff here. So, um, my first one is right at the opening here. Uh, the best of five from the top of the key. Uh, yes. That was that was 
that was good stuff there. That was that was good banter, good back and forth. Uh, it was it was set up really really well, and uh, I, you know I really I really like that scene. Yeah, when when like uh, Billy's, he's just like kind of golly in and then he gets to the end and he gets like super serious and like <laughs> oh yeah, and then yeah, his last shot where he makes it. I mean, he gets he's like oh I can't believe it. I made another. You know, you can just the hustle was definitely in there. You yeah, know? the hustle. But, like, when he gets to the end and his tone changes, like. Ooh, Billy, Billy, Billy Hoyle can play. That is a good scene. That's a really good scene. Yeah, yeah. One of my, one of my favorite scenes. That this is one of my favorite scenes. It has one of my favorite lines of all time. I say it all the time. I always, when everybody say, somebody said something about a shot from a dislike, like I always say, and a hook shot is when Billy is <laughs> when he, when they're when Billy's shooting to get glory on the on the uh, Jeopardy lot, and they just say, Billy, this is Ghana. You, my friend, are shooting for the Sudan. <laughs> I say that all the time. <laughs> I say that all the time. And nobody understands what I'm saying, but I don't, and just, and a hook shot, and then, of course, he buries it, which is fantastic. So, yeah. Um, how many takes that took? I did not look that up. I wonder how many takes that took. That had to have taken a few. Um, see, I actually had that under... My worst scenes. One of my worst, worst scenes. Scene. Yeah. Worst scene because it's so unrealistic. Correct. I mean, it's so Correct. unreal. I just yeah. like, I think I love, I just love the the line. Just the, oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, yeah. I'm shooting. This is Ghana. You, my friend, are shooting for the sedan. Yes. Yeah. I, as a kid, I'm like, what does that even mean? It wasn't strong with the uh, geography, I think. <laughs> What's the know? geopolitical consequences? Yeah, yeah, of geopolitical. This? Yeah, what does that mean? Yes. Oh, the backboard. Yeah. The backboard. Yep. Just the, the hookshot line just cracks me up every time. And he just says, and a hookshot yeah. every time. Yeah. I say that to my, my players all the time. And they're like, what is he talking about? So yeah. maybe that's just as near and dear to my heart. Um, I like uh, I like the Jeopardy scene when she's just mowing through categories. It's kind of funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and the rocket scientist is like, "What?" He's like shrugging his shoulders, like, "What?" Yeah, so yeah. Dumb. Oh, that's so that's dumb. funny. That's funny. That's I, so, I, so dumb. I do. So and, and dumb. Again, I've, I we'll, we'll get to it. Uh, the whole Jeopardy thing. I, I we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so sure. I'm uh, sure. no, the hookshot scene, like again, you know. Um, just the whole, I don't know, they kind of pull it out of their butt, and he, it, it was like, I don't know, there was nothing. He was so okay with it, too. He was so okay. Like, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, a hook shot or you get my car. By the way, really, just sell your car. What are we doing? Yes. Just sell your car. That's a nice car. Like, couldn't you just paid off the Stooky Brothers? The, uh, maybe, I don't know what the depreciation of a car is like at that point. I don't know. Oh, I have no idea. Oh, yeah. I have no idea. Um, yeah, the, so the, the whole hook shot thing was just. There's no way he's making that shot. There's just no, no. way. There's no way he's no, making that shot. No, no, no. And and, uh, and that's just piled on to you know again the the lens of Marty Plum at 49 as opposed to Marty Plum at 19 completely oh, different. That, yeah, yeah, that's probably so, right. That was, that was probably yeah. like 15 uh, year old Tyler Shaw. I was like, oh my god, great man. That's why I like it so much. I yeah. just, it just cracks me up every time. And yep. Of course, he buries it. Yep. And a hook shot, come on. Yeah. You ain't making him shoot a hook shot. Who could, I, I, I mean, get it up there. I like that he does say, what, well, you want me to punt it up there? <laughs> that, that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> that was funny. Um, uh, another one of my favorite scenes is the, uh, uh, they're hustling the guys, and I think it was Watts, 
Um, the first time uh, that they really yeah. team up, he's like, I yeah. need to go to my glove compartment. And then he goes around oh, to the store yeah. and he robbed the liquor. That's Marquise Johnson. Isn't that Marquise Johnson? That's Marcus that Johnson. That yeah. Marcus Johnson. Yeah. That plays that Raymond. He's, that is so funny. He goes around the corner like, Raymond, get that out of my face. <laughs> and then he's the going, this ain't Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, hey, bitch. Like, obviously, Raymond, that's you. What are you doing? Yeah. That's good stuff. Good yeah. Stuff. That, that one is funny. And I always remember that scene, you know, every time. That's one of the scenes that sticks out to me that I remember uh, Marcus Johnson doing that. So, And again, Marcus Johnson hooking up as one of the assistant coaches with Ron Shelton for blue chips a couple of years blue later chips. yeah yeah so. absolutely um other of your favorite scenes i don't know the basketball the basketball scenes are kind of like whatever because i don't think leslie snipes is actually good at basketball i don't know that's mm-hmm. a hot take right there okay. i mean i i did read somewhere that they had to film all of his stolen base scenes in major league in slow motion because he's so slow in real life but i don't know once yeah. again that might be just that might just be a thing. Um, I'd be, let's see, what else? Um, what else do I have here? I have to look. I have to go to the the old notes here. Okay. Um, uh, that's I do. I, I actually had the exact same thing when they're playing. When they're playing Marcus Johnson and they hustle him. That's so so funny. It's mm-hmm. so funny. My yeah. gosh. Yeah. And, and then he brings out the switchblade, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut the white, the white guy or whatever, or something like that. And Woody or uh, Woody, Woody Harrelson, me? It's like, yeah, me? You're, yeah, you're, yeah you're, the you're, only one, yeah. the only one here. Yeah, coaches, do you want to look good? Pfft, stupid question. Of course you want to look good. We all want to look good. You know what's the best way to look good? Buying yourself some a pen and a napkin merchandise. We've got some really, really good-looking stuff here. We've got T-shirts and sweatshirts, and you are not going to regret picking that up. T-shirts are $22 a piece. Sweatshirts are $30 a piece. If I need to mail it to you, it's just $5 shipping and handling to get this good-looking stuff out to you. Coaches, I appreciate all that you've done for me over the last three years or so with a pen and a napkin. I hope I've been able to help you out. Might as well come out and help out the Twitter handle and the podcast by ordering some a pen and a napkin merchandise. And like I said, you get to look good. If you're interested in ordering, you can DM me on Twitter at a pen and a napkin, send me a direct message, or you can email me a pen and a napkin at gmail.com and I'll get you those ordering details so that you can order some a pen and a napkin merchandise. Um, another scene that I enjoyed, um, and again, this is probably more 49 year old me, um, I really enjoyed uh, so so Sydney hustles Woody out of the seventeen hundred bucks. Yes, and then Gloria drags uh, yes, uh, so Billy good. over it's, to yeah. over o- over to the apartment, and I really enjoyed. And I wish they kind of would have done more with it. The the scene with the with the girl uh, with Sydney's wife and Gloria talking, and just kind of basically. We're with these two idiots, and we're going to kill them, type of a thing. And, yes, and, and, and I, I really enjoyed that scene. I, I thought that was really yeah, well done, and I, I wish, wish they would have done more. I wish, they, wish they, would have came to, they would have showed them coming to the conclusion of what they what they said they were going to do. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like how they came to the, that conclusion. Because the way when, when they filmed it, it was like, oh, this is going south. I'm going to get my money. You know, like, yeah. I'm going to get my money. No, you're not. You're not getting them. But she did must have talked her into giving her back a little bit of money. And, you know, like yeah. that. That was really good. Yep. That was really good. Yep. 
Um, any other favorite scenes? No, not really. The basketball yeah. scenes are okay. They're just all right, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, uh, when, uh, this is a painful to watch favorite scene I have here, but when uh, Billy's so stupid and says he can dunk and they're on their way home after that two-on-two and they pull <sighs> over and he tr- he's three tries and he, oh my God. I mean, yeah. that's it's a pain. I don't know. Is that That's a favorite scene that's really painful because he's such an idiot. I just like... When he when he says you were so you were almost there and he holds his foot hand out like a like a <laughs> yeah. foot yeah <laughs> you were almost there yeah oh that's a that's a that's a tough scene to watch but yeah and I, I like so that. that that went uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on that here in a second one of the other things that I enjoyed the retro part of we talked about the the chain links for the nets Billy Hoyle's cassette player in his car oh, I can I can I can remember. Uh, around this time, cruising the loop in Sheldon, Iowa, on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights, yeah. and popping in yes. my Metallica tapes and my Guns N' Roses oh, tapes. Oh, and... Metallica! Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hair yeah. metal, I like it. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was one of those guys. Uh, so uh, I was, I was, uh, I was appreciative of that T-Shaw watching those cassette tapes pop in and out of Billy Hoyle's car. But, uh, would you, would you say you were listening to Guns N' Roses or were you hearing Guns N' Roses? What do you think? You, could you hear it? I think, listening, I think, could you hear it? Could I think, it? I think if my friends listen to this, they will vouch that I didn't listen. I heard you it. Heard. I heard you it. heard. I heard it. I heard it. Love yes. It. That's all I need to know. Moving on. My love first it. show, T-Shaw. My first concert that I've ever been to, and I've been to probably, I don't know, I don't know how many concerts I've been to, uh, but my very first concert that I ever went to, September 6, 1992, in the Minneapolis Metrodome, it was Faith No More, was the opening act, followed by Metallica, followed by Guns N' Roses, all in one night. That is a triple burger right yes. there. Well, it was at least a double burger because Faith No More was awful. But Metallica. Yeah, well, well, Faith, Faith No More had, did they sing Epic? Yep. Did they sing it like for an hour? That's really <laughs> the only song that I could think of. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, I mean, is that all they, is that, is that what that song was called? I feel like I just yeah. blacked out went back into like 92. I think that's what it was called. Yep. And, Yep, that's yeah, what it was called, yeah, and it was yeah. yeah. They were not good, but Metallica I was, was awesome. Sing a long version of Epic for an hour and call it a day. Good yeah, it was, it was it was about forty five minutes. It was a long guitar solo. So. Oh, that's ninety two. That's like peak of the powers. Yes, of, like yeah, that was whoa, that was November Rain. Use your illusion November albums. Rain. That yep. yes. So, yeah. well, uh, but hey, b- before nice. we get before we get too far off track here, because um, that's if I go down that rabbit hole. We, oh. we could be there for a while. So I had under one of my worst scenes, uh, the three dunks scene, uh, just because uh, all of a sudden he was it. like... My favorite scenes are your worst scenes. That's fantastic. I love it. Well, I'm just... That's great. He, he just got mad for no reason. I don't think Wesley Snipes said anything about him not dunking. And then all of a sudden he's like, are you saying I can't dunk? Okay, pull over. I'll, I'll put $2,500 on me being able to dunk. It just like... Because Billy is an idiot. Yes. He is so dumb. He is so dumb and quite unlikable he's yes. kind of unlikable like at what point did you like him in nope. the movie i Nowhere. liked him when i was 15 i'm sure i was like oh awesome really oil yeah wow he's really edgy no. <laughs> what are you doing 
No. God, oh, he was just insufferable. Like, that definitely is an insufferable moment. How about when he's at the two-on-two tournament and just, I'll keep it PG, talking mad trash nonstop yeah. and, like, blacking out, screaming the whole time and trying to, ah, I'm in the zone. Shut up. Yeah. God, shut up. You're yeah. embarrassing. You're embarrassing Wesley. You're embarrassing Sydney. What yes. No, I, 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 I could not... Uh, I could not disagree with that. Uh, uh, any, any other worst scenes that you have? Basically anything the Stooky brothers were in. Who are those guys? And like, <laughs> I mean, like, did they, did they like, are they like the brother-in-law of the director? I didn't go down the <laughs> rabbit hole to see how they got cast in that. What is but... it? What is it with you coming on this pod, this particular stream? <laughs> And you have the worst character actors ever. We have the Don Pagnotti, which is all yeah. all about you, Shisha. And now we have Stooky the, Sto- the Stooky Brothers. They're so bad, man. I mean, like they're just. I mean, did they? Did he? Did he owe them a favor? Or, I don't know. Whatever. It's just anything that they show up in is just. They are the world's worst mobst- mobsters. I will say that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's all. That's all. Anything mm-hmm. that they showed up in was pretty, uh, pretty terrible. Um, uh, let's see. You go, and then I go. The uh, early on in the movie, the "I'm thirsty" scene. Oh, that's so bad! Like, like literally, Gloria is knocking that out of the park at times, but then it's just like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, literally. What are you doing? She has some of the best lines in this movie, and she has some of the worst lines. In the movie. Yeah, does that make sense? No, it does. Oh. It does. Yeah. Yeah, thirsty. I mean, like, yeah, like Woody's actually right there. Yeah, yeah. I want... He doesn't really handle it greatly, but you know, yeah, he needs to maybe read. Back in the day, he maybe should have read more Glamour magazine, or well, Cosmo, or something. It's just it's like, like it, come on, and, and 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 I don't mean this in a bad way, but like Gloria is is not what I would call a, a terribly complicated person. But for this one scene, all of a sudden she starts playing these mind games about I'm thirsty and just kind of out of nowhere to me. Again, yeah, kind of out of nowhere. In my, that's literally in my um, in-game adjustments. But we'll, we'll, okay. I have a couple of them. But we'll do mm-hmm. those later. But like, yeah, get rid of that. What are we doing? Yep. Come on. Yep. Come on, just, just go study the... Just go over there and study and mm-hmm. kick butt on Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Learn seven 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 foods to start with Q. You know? Yep, <laughs> there you go. Because she, because to be fair, she crushes that scene. So. She she does she does. Yeah. Uh, what other worst scenes you got, Tisha? Um, let's see. I had I literally just had uh, thirsty and I, had, I I it's not a worst scene. It's just I kind of wanted a little bit more out of the game against uh the king and duck mm-hmm. i just wanted a little bit more just come on give me some more baffle maybe they maybe we're just limited by i think woody harrelson can play though first yeah half, as dumb as that sounds no. like he's coming off picks and he's hitting jumpers how many jumpers did sydney hit did they yep. record sydney hit yep not many you know yeah yeah um so i'm gonna throw this out here this is a, a, another i don't i don't know if it's a hot take or not okay it's Okay. Scolding. Scolding hot. I don't get the whole Jeopardy storyline. Like, okay, in this in this sense. Okay. And, and and trust me, I've got issues with the whole Stooky brothers that we owe them these debts and things like that, okay? 
uh, we're going to cover that. And uh, in, in, I spent a lot of time really thinking about this the last couple of days, piecing this together. Oh, wow. Wow. So if Gloria is that smart, and I'm not just saying like trivia smart, but just like obviously she's an intelligent woman. Why not just get a job for six months and pay these guys back in six months doing a real job rather than this? And because I, and, she, and because just, she's with Billy, and Billy's an idiot and won't get it. Like, I literally had that first question in the press conference. Hey, Billy, why don't you guys get jobs? Yes. And, or just get a job while you're hustling. Yes. Like, what, what, are, we, what are we doing here? But, like... You know, doesn't make much of a movie. I think they had to do the Jeopardy thing, so Gloria ended up okay on her own and had and was able to ride off in the sunset perfectly fine, or you skate off I mean? into like, the sunset. Literally, yeah, well played. Literally, skate off on onto you know, yeah, yeah, into the sunset into the California sunset. I think that's why they I, and I think there's like when they throw a dart and go on oh, Jeopardy. All right, yeah. That's a, that's a that's a rather obscure way to uh, be able to make some coin, and it actually is kind of funny because you look at Gloria and expect her to like, you know, like be able to just dominate like that. Yeah, but maybe that's why they threw at Jeopardy. I don't know. I, I, well, I, I think it was a hook, obviously that you know it was, it was something a, that everybody so, could recognize. And honestly, in the nineties, that was pretty niche. Like people knew Jeff like Jeopardy like people would come at home and watch it at like five o'clock you bet just like yeah like just try to go down the list and try it. so maybe that's maybe that's one of the things that hasn't aged great is mm-hmm. the whole Jeopardy you know like I don't know yeah um yeah the, and, and I just I just never like I said just get a real job and pay them back a thousand bucks a month for eight months and then you're done and then you don't have to go through. Uh, or how about this? Maybe just don't go to L.A. to, quote, hide from monsters. Maybe go to, like, Sheldon, Iowa. Yeah. I don't have to tell you. Like, yeah. like, what are you doing? Like, go to Broken Bone. Work at Beckton Dickinson. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Like, what, what, just go get some jobs. But, you know, Billy wants to hoop. So, yeah, Billy yeah. wants to hoop. So, yeah. Um, another worst scene for me. So Gloria wins Jeopardy. Mm. She's ran away from Billy. Yes. Now all of a sudden, Billy is not only can play guitar, which he's yeah, he, he mentioned that? he made he made one line he made one I can play he a did. little bit I I missed I missed that one and so, then okay. all of a sudden not only is he allowed inside Jeopardy he's not Gloria's guest they didn't you know he he had trouble getting backstage blah 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 this and that but then he's allowed to tote in this big guitar into Alex Trebek's world and then he yeah, comes in and he starts yeah. playing it and 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 singing this song I I just I don't get it. I don't get and it. Use the word and use the word dry mouthedness. <laughs> yes, yes. Song. Yes. Okay. That that's egregious, and I will have none of it. No, yes. I don't know. Because um, it was the nineties, and it was lawless. I feel like you and I could have snuck onto the set of Jeopardy and figured <laughs> that out. Honestly, I don't know. I, just, okay. I got I you. Just, I don't think. I just don't think it was on super lockdown. Maybe yeah. Sydney's buddy um, helped him out. What's his name again? Helped him out. Had yeah. to have helped him out. Had to yeah. got him. In. By the way, world's worst. Like, like Sydney just cracks the code of like, oh, there's another door right next door. Literally, if you can just walk in, yeah. to the same room. Yeah. Well, what are we doing? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyhow, yeah. yeah. No, that's a that, that's, that's a that's a definite that's a definite um, 
picking the nit there. That's yeah. whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. That's yeah, all I have for worst scenes. Pretty much got, uh, me as well. That's, okay. that, I mean, I, I did not have that one. That's really good. That's because that's ridiculous. Come yep. on. Yep. Come on. All right. The blue chips, basketball realism and accuracy. What was your letter grade? <sighs> I mean, <laughs> basketball wise, life wise, life wise, it actually tends to be fairly accurate because there's a lot of stupid people that make bad decisions. Yeah. <laughs> get, they get in their own way. Um, but the basketball realism, the blue chips basketball basket, realism. Blue chips basketball realism. I have. Let's see. Where's my where's my grade here? I have a C. Okay. <laughs> Literally a C. No, nope, I have a C minus. That's what I got. Boom. Okay. I had a B minus. I thought there was a okay. like you said. I thought what uh, you know Woody could hoop. Woody could hoop. Woody could hoop. Yep. Woody could hoop. Snipes was Snipes can't. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Marcus Johnson can hoop. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the guys that they got to play the King Duck could hoop. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not. Sure, the Kadeem Harrison. I no, mean, he's you notice right. they he never had right. him do anything. They, he never didn't even touch had the ball. Him touch a ball. Didn't like, even touch the ball. He he looked fly. You uh-huh. know, he had the Jordan jersey and the Jordan sixes on. But yep. like, yeah, he, yeah, I, 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 yeah, they, it just looked like they had. But maybe that's how it is. I don't know on yeah. the street. Like maybe that's how it was. That like there's some guys that just can't hoop. They're just out there. I don't know, getting beat real quick. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I, I had a B minus, you know, and, and one of the things I wrote down, no look layups with that much cash on the line. I, I just find that hard to believe. If, if, if I got 60 layups, like, yeah. what are we doing? Yeah. Like, what, like, yeah, no, 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 no. Um, yeah. Around the back, like three times before you dish it for the game winning assist. Come on. Yep. What are we doing? I mean, you know, it is what it is. Yep. Because they, you know, that's one of the main themes of the movie is looking good and losing versus yep. looking bad and winning or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the John Wooden slash Don Meyer best coaching advice of the game or of the movie. Oh, I got this one right here. Okay, let it rip, buddy. You, you, you ready? I'm ready. Four words. Listen to the woman. Boom. That's it. Life advice. John Wood. <laughs> it's not coaching advice. It's life advice right there. Sydney said, tells Billy that. <laughs> Listen to the woman at the whatever, at, at the pinnacle of the movie. Yeah. At the end of the movie when Billy clearly makes a terrible decision and goes and hoops with Sydney again. Yep. But whatever. Yep. That's one of, I got. That's what I got. That's one of them I got. Um, I kind of thought um, through all the trash talk and all that other stuff, uh, just keep in your head and just play in the game. I, you know, I thought that was something you could take away from it. And obviously at our level, you know, we don't have a bunch of, of, of that type of trash talk that we're dealing with or that type of stuff. But big crowds, you're you're not shooting the ball well that night. You make a couple of turnovers, whatever the situation may be. You get beat on defense. You, you, you still have to keep playing. You just got to keep playing. Uh, so don't get distracted. Keep your head when things aren't going your way. You just got to play. And, and I think that's something that, you know, some – advice that i could take out of it yeah here's my here's my so my first one was just life advice here's my second one basketball advice okay um you gotta be like gloria just grind and be ready for your time to shine Mm -hmm. because obviously now she doesn't know billy hit a 70 foot hook shot to get her (laughs) on the lot but but she just did the daily grind and like you said she's just got a job while Walt's doing that um, she could have sat in a 
like a toll booth operator yeah. sat there and just collect and study the whole time, right? Yeah. But sort of uh, double dipped. Yep. Double dip, a little double dip there. Yeah. But just she grinds. Mm-hmm. She was ready for her time to shine when she got called up. You know. Yep. She was. Uh, she crushed. She was ready to roll. Just always. I'll be be ready. Be ready, guys. You never know when it's going to be your time. Yep. So that's my that's my actual basketball advice, not my life advice. All right. Best lines of the movie. T Shaw, I think we might hit a gold mine here. Uh, you know, so I, many, I, we, there's a lot that we can't even say. Correct. Like, I have correct. a whole list of them that I'm like, yeah, let's just put that aside. So I didn't even worry about writing, writing those. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I'll start with the the string of yo mamas. You know. Yep. You know. Yep. Uh, too many. Too many to, to to name. Although my favorite one, and I can say this, I could say this on our okay, PG thirteen one, and it's the last. Okay. It's the last, Yo Mama of the, uh, of the film. Uh, I believe, and I can't remember who said it to who, but it was it was Sydney and Billy. Uh, your mama's so dumb; it takes her two hours to watch sixty minutes. That's pretty funny. Yes, two hours to watch. Two hours and watch sixty minutes. I just remember the one. The one I remember you can say is, uh, "Your mother's an astronaut." What does it mean? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you know what it means. Yeah, yeah. Watch the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's what I have written down here. Your mother's an astronaut. What? Uh, well, that means you know. So um, I've got um, like basically anything on the court is good. Um, I, I used to say this all the time a lot as a dumb as a dumb child. Um, Whenever anything was going, we're going to Sizzler. We go into Sizzler. <laughs> we're going to Sizzler. Sizzler. I had that one. Yeah, I had that one. Yeah. When they when they uh, beat them at the end, uh, when Sydney does the rever- like the double the double cross, uh-huh. uh, the double cross at Watts, and he scams Billy, and they just hit that last shot. They say seventeen hundred and he kisses him on his cheek. That's pretty but seventeen hundred yeah. kiss on the cheek. Game yep. time. That yep. was it. That was good. Yep. That was good. Um you know there, there there's one and it's I can't remember which hustle it is, but it's one of the the first two hustles. Um I don't want to play with him. Why? And then and then Woody says, Because I'm white? Because I'm it's white. Like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, so I, I thought that was I thought that was really funny. Um let's see here. Um another one of the hustles. Um the chump, you wanna run? <laughs> what he goes, You mean you mean play basketball? You mean play basketball? Yeah. That's so funny. You mean play basketball? Yeah. Okay. That, yeah, that's that's good stuff. That was a, that was a good stuff. one there. What else you got, buddy? Uh, I got uh, the the Ghana and Sudan one once again. The hook mm-hmm. shot just cracks me up all the time. I yeah, said, like I said, I, I I I've used that throughout my lifetime. So, mm-hmm. um, I got that one. The man, you were almost there. The night I stunk him, man, you were almost. You were there. almost there. You're almost there. Um, when he asked Billy, "Are you stupid or dangerous? Are you stupid or dangerous?" Yeah, he asked him that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What else do I got here? Uh, that's all I got. That's okay. All I, I mean, all the ones, all the ones that, you know, we, yeah. we can, we can, we can say, by the way, low key, this movie is way more risque than I remember. Uh, sure. when, when I was a, a kid, the last time I must've watched, it must be on TNT or something. Oh, or yes. something like cable, yes. like, because I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. There was a, a lot more, uh, yeah, those type of scenes. We'll just we'll just leave there's it more, at that. Yep. 
there was more stuff. Yeah, more, more stuff. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I had a couple more lines here. Uh, it's, I, it's the first time that Billy comes in uh, when they end up shooting the five, the top, the, the best of five. And, and I forget who set out, but the the guy said, uh, "I can't play. My bunions hurt. My bunions hurt. <laughs> my bunions yeah. hurt. My bunions. He lays down. Yeah, like, he just lays down. Yep. Why did he do? Why did he do that? They were up. Uh, I don't know. They were up nine eight or yep. whatever. Like, what were yep. they doing? Like, they were up. He would have. He was going to give them nine eight. All I had to do was luck in a shot, and they win. Yep. Like, come on. That's all you had to do. My, bun- my bunions. My bunions yeah. hurt. And then uh, another, the last one here, and I forget who it was. I forget who said it to who, but somebody got a haircut. He said, "You, you got your haircut at the Braille Institution or something." Like Braille that. Institution. Yeah. yeah. He, that's exactly what he says when he was when he's like blacked out. Screaming at those the two is that ballers what, and the two on two. Yeah. Okay, is that what it the, was? Okay. He calls it yeah the Z in his fro yeah. and like yeah. Yep. Yeah, they called him the Black Zorro or something like that. And yeah. Just is all, all these things trying mouth. to get in the zone, trying to get in the zone. Dude, I've I mean I've coached for a while. I don't know if I've had any kids try to get in the zone that way, but you know, no. I mean whatever. Teach their own. I think so. I think I think it's yeah. Yep. Some diminishing returns on that. Yep. So, a pen and a napkin university videos are just another way that a pen and a napkin can help you become a better coach. Our university video library is constantly expanding, with topics ranging from interviewing for a job to full court defense to twenty-five universal truths about coaching. Our university videos will help you round out your skill set as a coach and help you hone your craft. Videos are ten dollars a piece, with bundling options available. To order, you can DM me on Twitter, send me an email at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com, or order from our website, a pen and a napkin.com. Be sure to check out the A Pen and a Napkin video library. And it comes full circle. The Dom Pagnotti, uh, sleaziest character of the movie. Oh, man. I have to dart. let you lead on this. I have to let throw you lead. Throw a on dart. This. Throw a dart at the board and just. Close your eyes. You hit any character. I think they're fairly sleazy. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go like real sleazy, fake, like the Stookies. Like, what a joke. Like, yeah. come on. Like, I'm not even going to come. I, I, I'm going I'm to say, low key, Sydney's kind of sleazy. I mean, I get why he's sleazy. He wants to get out of, you know, as they call it, uh, out of Crenshaw, the yep. jungle and everything. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's just kind of the way of life there. But like, man, that's kind of sleazy. But at least he has like six other jobs. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, anybody that hustles here, uh, Raymond, <laughs> Raymond, Raymond going to sell his gun so he can pay. That's pretty, that's <laughs> pretty know, Raymond. awesome. I don't know, Raymond. He's pretty sleazy as well. Yeah. Um, uh, Billy, like, yeah, you you go. I mean, like, like I said, throw a dart. Like, it's yeah. a, it's it's kind of a sleaze balls world, though. So I yeah. kind of feel like, I mean, it's kind of, you kind of have to be in that world. Yeah, you know? I I I think you know the easy answer is the yeah, yeah the the easy answer is the Stooky brothers. But I think kind of the sleaziest guy in the movie, and you referenced it earlier, T Shaw. It, it, it's got to be Billy Hoyle to me. It's got to be Billy because because he, so... he's just. At some point, and again, we're we're going to talk about the timeline here. You know, he, he's he's selfish. Uh, he he's he's selfish in basketball, but he's also selfish with Gloria. 
I mean, he... Oh, super selfish. Like, such a dummy. Yeah. He's so dumb. He's so stupid. And like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, you're... you're uh, like I said, throw a dart. You, you hit them all. Sydney, mm-hmm. Billy. Everybody's got their sleeves in this. But Billy is probably... Billy's one of the most sleazy just because he just, like... Like I said, he's just got a hoop. Well, he's got a hoop. And, and I, think, I think the difference between Sydney and Billy is... In, in a warped way, Sydney at least had an end goal in mind where That's he wanted exactly he I wanted think. to take his family out of a bad situation. Especially after out. they got broken in on yeah. and stuff. Like he's like, Man, I've gotta do this. We've gotta get out of here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, at least he and like I said, he's hustling. He's doing roofs and tile and all sorts of stuff and like yeah, he hustles a little on the side, so he's pretty sleazy, but like Billy, what what are you doing? You you reverse point shaved. Yeah, like he was gonna point shave, but then he got mad because he is is, is stupid. Has yeah. too much pride. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. a lot of hot takes today, Marty. Yeah, we're bringing the heat, T-Shaw. Probably, probably unpopular opinions. Yeah, unpopular opinions with fourteen-year-old Tyler. Tyler <laughs> so. Hop in your DeLorean and crank up the flex capacitor to one point twenty-one gigawatts and try to talk and some sense say, into him. Hey. Tyler, 15-year-old Tyler, Billy, not a good dude. No, no. Don't be Billy. Don't be more like Sydney. Be, be more like Sydney, not be, Billy. Yes, there you go. Yeah. Um, best storyline. Um, I got I got something here, and, and I do want to be a little bit serious about it. Um, I really liked, and, and, you know, Tyler, you remember this time period, Um was a I mean this was a tough time in America in oh, the sense yeah, when it time. came when it came to racial issues uh we're just coming off of Rodney King Rodney or, or King. this this came yep. out around the time of Rodney King uh yep. America is is changing it you know the mainstream hip hop stuff is coming into uh into play not just in LA or New York but it's it's coming to Nebraska and Iowa and places that you thought it would never come you could you could buy uh it was it was cool to buy public enemy and NWA and mm-hmm. Ice Cube and, and all this and all this other stuff and i really think that they did a a pretty good job of of poking fun at in a serious way the racial issues that divide us that really shouldn't divide us the way that it does but it does do that and uh and and i just thought that the the film did a good job of kind of you know making you kind of look at the way things are and hopefully hopefully reevaluating things a little bit about again those those racial issues that have divided us for for hundreds of years literally um and and the the growth of the like I said, the mainstream hip hop movement of the early '90s, and you know how you couldn't you couldn't probably make a movie like this in 1982, uh, but because of the way things had changed, uh, this was an extremely profitable movie in 1992 because of the way that society had changed, that it was much more ac- acceptable for people to go to a theater. Uh, with a with a title is white men can't jump and they're putting the racial thing right in front of you with the title of the movie and and attacking those stereotypes in a funny but kind of a serious way in, in a roundabout way of you know here's here's sydney um you know st- you know S- sydney is 
trying to, you know, he's not a great guy, but he's a much better guy than Billy Hoyle is. You know, right. yeah, and, and, yeah, infinitely, yeah, yeah infinitely. Better. So, like, when you look, when you like look at it, like, as a fifteen-year-old, you're probably like, oh, they're about the same, but then you like go, uh, they're not even close. Yeah, yeah. So I actually, in I really liked, and again, maybe that's the history nerd in me looking. As you say, on it's all, it's almost like you teach history. You landed the plane. <laughs> you landed the plane fantastically on that and that thank you i am bowing in omaha I am yeah, bowing. you should bow yeah. take yeah. a bow marty plum because you landed the plane very nicely on that that was that's good and you're right that was a very tumultuous time in race relations especially in la mm-hmm. i mean oh absolutely the king and just and just like the relationship with the police the lapd and and you know and mm-hmm. um yeah it's mm-hmm. just uh was, and then obviously that's like you said hip-hop music at that time, um, as as you were riding around, Sheldon and I would listen to that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Tyler Shaw was he was listening to a little bit of all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that a boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Clearly, broken bow. You, you know? bet. Yeah. You bet. Rocking the bow. Rocking the bow. Yeah. So, um, so nice work. That's really good. Thank That's you, really sir. Good. I agree. With, I agree with all that. But like I said, I'm gonna we're gonna go ahead and let the Soul Space teacher um, touch on that. Okay. Wow. Chemistry teacher, just okay. uh, you know, step aside. That okay. was good. Okay. I like uh, um, one of the things that Gloria says when she's trying to get all philosophical. Sometimes when you win, you lose. Yes, and that's kind of a major theme of the movie. Yes, um, you know, sometimes when you win, you lose. Yeah. And I'm Billy. I mean, that's perfect. At the end, Billy won the game. Congrats. Um, that, but there goes, you know, the lady that just won twelve G's on Jeopardy, mm-hmm. uh, skating away. It's probably gonna go five five days in a row you know what i mean so mm-hmm. yeah you know sometimes when you win you lose sometimes when you lose you win agreed you know? agreed how can this film help you win games tisha uh i go back to the coaching advice just like i said um just be ready for your time to shine mm-hmm. you know just just grind just grind put yourself in position you know like glory did when she put herself in position to get on the get on the show um, just do the work and uh, be ready to roll when it's time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, I think that definitely, and be flexible. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know if I want to like live in um, hotels that you pay for by the hour, like they <laughs> yeah. did. But you know, I mean, yep. that's not probably the greatest thing. I'm not sure how many games you're gonna win there, but just just be ready for your time to shine. Yep, I I got two things on this. Um, number one. It's obvious that that uh, Sydney and Billy had chemistry on the court, and you and I have both been there, T. Shaw. Uh, when you have chemistry, when you know you have chemistry, you know you have it. You know, with, you know, with that's with, with the team as a coaching yep. staff, that type of thing. And and I think you run with it. The the longer I do this, the more I don't take that for granted. You know, uh, because those things are really hard to find. And it was obvious that when, when you've got players that are working well together, I, I think you roll with that and you let it ride as long as you can. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that's, that's one good. thing. You know. uh, but with that being said, in the case of Billy Hoyle, uh, <laughs> sometimes you have players that just can't get out of their own way. And Billy Hoyle just cannot get out of his own way. And I, I just, you know, we've all been there. Sometimes you have talented players, but their talent cannot 
match up with what's good for the team. And and Billy, as talented as he was, whether that's him and Gloria's team or him and Sydney's team or whatever it may be, just could not at times make things work. And those are sometimes the, the most frustrating players that you could possibly coach. When you feel like they should be an additive, but sometimes, you know, as, as Bill Simmons calls it, the, the, the Ewing theory, sometimes mm. we're better off without the talented player. And so, you know, don't be afraid to pull the plug on that when you know it's better for the team. That's uh, addition by subtraction. You sometimes. bet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Just definitely. Uh, yeah. Chemistry. It's one of those deals. If you would just put it in the bottle and sell it, man, that'd mm-hmm. be sweet. You'd make some money. You would make some money. You could, you could get some sneakers. There. You could get some sneakers with uh, that. Oh, don't worry. I'm going to buy them anyway. I'm going to try to get them anyway, so don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, don't worry. All right. Motivational grade. How motivated are you to hoop after watching this film, Tisha? B minus. That's what I, I have. Know. That's exactly I, I what really I like. I, I really wasn't like, I'm not inspired to go. Although the chain nets are kind of nice. Like I, if I had uh-huh. a, if there's a chain net nearby, I'd really want to just hear that sound a couple mm-hmm. times. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, B minus, yep. solid B minus. I mean, you know, I don't know. I, I'm not sure that somebody dribbling the ball 600 times and, you know, pushing off to get open and traveling, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> the cl- five second closely guarded violation. Good thing they didn't have that one on the course, <laughs> uh, cause that had been a problem. Yeah. But anyhow, yeah. Yeah. So now, B-solid B-moving on. Well, I think, I will say this. I I would like to expand on this one a little bit. One of the things that is cool about this movie is something that is lost for our kids today, and that is just going down to the playground and playing ball. Yep. You know, the, the, the purity of just, you know, I don't know how they did it in Broken Bow, but whether it was football or basketball or baseball, you start calling around, hey, we're going to meet here. Uh, we're going to meet at the Christian school at 1 o'clock to play baseball. Or we're going to meet at the, the middle school at, at 2 o'clock to play some basketball or whatever it may be. And just going out, having to figure it out for yourself, figure out the officiating, figuring out the rules, figuring out the score, figuring all those things out. And I think one thing that our kids really, really lack today is that ability, that opportunity to figure it out for themselves. And, unorganized play, yes. just unorganized play, just showing up and balling. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's that. Well, let me just tell you, in Broken Bow, we went up in the summertime. We'd go up to um, Babbitt's house because they had a huge cement slab and they had two baskets. Oh, there you go. Play five. Yeah, it was fantastic. But it was like kind of a short court, so I don't have to run too much. Mm-hmm. We had to run too much in the summertime, and it was uh, and it was wide enough. Mm-hmm. You know, to have three point lines almost in the corners, you could almost shoot a corner three. That was that was that was. Uh, we just played all the time. But like I said, now everything's so climate controlled. Like they don't know how to allow for the wind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, exactly. They don't have to, have to allow for the wind. You know, that's that's a that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. I'll say. Although you know what, we got a new court out here dedicated to a guy that passed away a few years ago, and I am happy to say that. There's kids out on that court. Awesome. Um, you know, at, at night, they turn the lights on, they just play. So that's kind of a cool thing. So maybe, just maybe, you yeah. know, there's hope. Yeah, that's that's cool. That's, 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 I like that. I like hearing that. Yes. So. Yeah. 
Coaches are absolutely loving our Taking Over a New Program booklet. As many of you know, I spent two years outside of coaching, and during that time, I hung a note card in my workspace at school that said, Strip the house down to the studs. I took that time to really rethink and reorganize my thoughts on what it takes to run a transformational program. As I prepared for the possibility of coaching again, I organized these thoughts into this 96-page booklet. How much do I trust this booklet? I used this booklet as I went on interviews to help sell myself and my vision for what my new program would look like. If I'm using it to sell myself, why wouldn't I recommend it to you, my listeners? This booklet will help you look at any part of your program, no matter what stage you're at in your program, and help improve it in some way. It's all yours for only $15, which includes shipping and handling. For more information, email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. All right, T. Shaw, we, we may go deep on this category here. First questions for the post-game press conference. And, and let me tell you something. I'm gonna, I might pull a Jim Acosta here and have just a lot of questions. <laughs> Because I, 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 I might be dominating the microphone a little bit here because I've I've got questions. I've got oh, questions. I, I can't I can't wait to to hear. I mean, I've already asked a couple of my questions. Why are we in L.A. to hide from mobsters? Like, what are you doing? Like, we're, we're hiding, quote, hiding. Mm-hmm. Granted, he was in Louis- How did Wait, how did the Stookies find them in L.A. if he was in Louisiana shaving points? Like, what? Uh, uh, yeah. Anyhow, okay. I don't know. Okay. You know, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's start there let's go. with the point shaving. So Billy shaved points in college. Correct. Yes. All right. Yes. Does Billy Hoyle look anywhere close to being in college physically at this point in his life? He looks a hundred compared to a college kid. Like, like, there's no like. Is he supposed to be twenty three? That's my guess. I don't know. Uh, Woody Harrelson. I did do a little research. He was thirty one. So let's generously say. Let's generously say maybe he he got a slow start. Yeah, was in his twenty five, twenty six. I maybe. So I mean, he wasn't going to BYU and doing a mission. No, right? no, no, he, <laughs> yeah. he was not. He was Definitely not. not. Yeah, no. He's not a good candidate <laughs> no, for no. that. No. So let's just, and I think, you know, uh, Woody Harrelson looks athletic and strong and stuff like that, but in the face, he definitely looks all of 30 years old. So yeah. let's just use that as a point of reference. Let's say he's 28, 29, 30. He's shaving okay. points at 20. So he's been on the run from the Stuky brothers. For eight years? For eight. I, years? I tentatively put that at eight years, seven, eight years. He would have thrown that way, college game. And the juice is going up. Like, they've got juice running on that. And that is not a, what, $8,000 debt? That's like probably 25 Gs or more. It's probably unpayable. At yeah. that point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's my, my, how long have you been on the run? And and, and we, we meet them when we meet them. And I think I know the answer to this or what the, what the, what the, what the answer would be. We meet them, Billy hustles Sydney out of 75 bucks or whatever it is, um, goes back to the dive motel, and they've got the big jar 
and she says there's like seven or eight hundred bucks in there. So you've been going for seven years, and all you have to show for this is seven hundred dollars. That makes okay. no sense. Okay, so the only thing that makes sense is that Billy has just lost that money consistently for eight years. Yes, but what glory would not be with him. Like, just get it, guys. Just get a job. What are you doing? Like, just go work. Yes. Like, I don't know what minimum wage is in 1992. I could tell you what it was because I was making it. It's about 350. It's about 350. 350, 375. 375, working a 375 job, like a couple of those. And I feel like Gloria, heck, she's probably, she's probably worth way more than that with her knowledge Mm -hmm. of things. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's a very astute observation and it makes no sense. Okay. No sense at all. Would you like my next question? Love it. Okay. Let's go. Rhonda, which is Sydney's wife, Gloria, mm-hmm. Billy's girlfriend. Yes. What are you doing staying with these two idiots? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and I don't mean that in like a, a jealous manner or anything like that. I mean, they're both two beautiful women, obviously. But why? 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 And I could see it that her and Sydney Rhonda are married. And her and Sydney are married. They have they a child have together. Yeah. Like I said, they live, they live uh, as they called it, in the the jungle of Crenshaw, yep. you know, like that's tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I don't, like once again, Sydney at least has got like seven or jobs. I don't know if he's good at any of them or. Well, no, so, know. so, okay, so here's another question for the press conference here, T Shaw. Sorry, I'm going deep on this one here. Let's go. Okay. Sydney says he doesn't have any money. They want, they, they go and they take a tour of the house. She really likes it. I want to move in here. First, they need first and last. Yeah, rent, yeah, right. But okay. he says I don't have any money. But he's Wait, dri- but he's just... but he's driving a really nice yeah, car. Yeah. He's got a really nice aquarium in his apartment. He's got the stereo system. He's got the nice TV. He's got money. He just doesn't want to spend it on a house. He wants to spend it on stuff for him. Which Things. to me, that's his character flaw. Is he's being not as selfish as Billy, but he's being pretty selfish. So again, Rhonda, yeah. why are you with him? Why are you with him? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Rhonda's Rhonda's in too deep. Why is Gloria with Billy? Oh, that's the bigger people. question. Oh, now, it it make it makes no sense. Now, I mean, I get it. Mm-hmm. Or Gloria, Gloria, again, but they're you know in in some ways they're two peas in a pot. Gloria and Billy, they're almost so alike that they they can't stand each other. Because she has this hopeless dream of, I'm just going to make $15,000 on Jeopardy, which she lucks out and, and, and gets there, but with not without some shenanigans and some help, but that type of thing. Right. Here's another question. Here's another Jim Acosta, I'm taking over the press conference question. If you are running from mobsters and you're afraid they're going to kill you, why would your fail-safe plan be to go on one of the most popular syndicated game shows in America at the time, knowing full well that they will find you at Jeopardy. Because the Stookies are incompetent. I have no idea. (laughs) I got nothing. It makes no sense. Because they're the world's worst gangsters. Okay. So 
you know, again, I, I hate to keep pointing out the, the, the plot holes in this here, but I, I, I just, I, I don't know. Here's another question. She won on Jeopardy. She's got to go back on there. What happened after that? Did she play, you know, and she, I know they were talking about how she was going to make 15000 That was back when they only limited it to a five-day run. Uh, if right. she, You know, uh, you know, that type of thing. She makes, she make what, tw- sixty grand if she makes 15 and or, you know, 75 like, yeah like whatever it was 75 yeah. i think they said she made 12 grand in five days that'd be 60 grand and then she said something about going on like the tournament of champions yes yes 20 more grand yeah and yep. and so there's your 80 g's right there yeah yeah then what oh she wanted to be a she wouldn't take acting lessons yes so that's what she actress. that's what she said she was going to do she'll be in she'll be in films in two years that's what she said films in two years she'll be yeah because that's that's how hollywood works yeah, yeah. so it's pretty easy pretty easy so those are my questions for the press conference tisha um uh i have the exact same uh questions it's just like what goes back to why did you just not get a job why how long you've been running how long have you actually been running from the mobsters like mm-hmm. is it like where do you, did you like what college in Louisiana took a 27 year old dude <laughs> maybe you can poop a little bit yeah. like and just like you know what we got a diamond in the rough he's yeah. 27 you know we yeah. don't know his age it's fine he it has can... all of his eligibility hey right? hey Nick Nolte found Neon Boudot in in a warehouse in, in, the, in the in the Everglades of uh Louisiana, so it True. could happen. It could happen. Yes, yeah, neon, neon Bedeau. Yes, yeah. I, how? Yes, he didn't take any of it. Neon didn't take any of it, guys. Yeah, he, he didn't take any of that money. Nope, nope. So yeah, uh, press. Uh, what else do I got? Um, yeah, it just. It, um, why is? By the way, like everybody knows Sydney's a hustler on the court. Like who's playing against him? If you just oh. consistently lose. All the time. Mm-hmm. Or Billy, okay, Billy, all right, a week later. Billy, oh, don't play him. He's he's good. Yeah. He's, okay, well, I guess there goes your hustle. Time to yeah. move up to Portland. Well, wherever. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I would say this, though. I would say this. I mean, Los Angeles is a massive city. I mean, the... the, the yeah, true. You true. know, um, we, we vacationed out there last summer. Uh, we spent a lot of time driving around the city, going to various places. I mean, I'm sure that he could he could hit Venice Beach one day and Watts the next day and Crenshaw the next day and Pasadena the next day. I mean, he could hit a lot of courts in a short amount of time and not have anybody catch up to him until you know he could probably work that circuit pretty well, here, pretty for, yeah. for, for for as as long as you possibly could in that situation. I would say. Well, that. okay, so that leads me to my next question. Okay. All right. Okay, so this is probably the biggest one uh, because. Um, it's called, it's called pickup basketball. Mm-hmm. Woody Harrelson's 5'9". Wesley Snipes is 5'10", maybe. Yeah. They are getting pounded inside. Oh, Marcus anybody. Johnson is dunking on yeah. Like, Marcus, 10 nothing. Boom. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Like, just go down, post up. There's no three seconds mm-hmm. in pickup basketball. Um, you lose. That's what they're like. They aren't beating anybody. Yeah. Unless there's a three point line, and those were two, and which they weren't, as everything was ones. They're not beating anybody. Mm-hmm. I got. How, what do you think of that? Like, why? Why did these teams not just get? Why did they not just post them up? 
I I can't disagree with you there. Uh, a, a flawed <laughs> strategy by their opponents, unless unless you get a little make it take it, um, you know, and they're able to string together three or four baskets in a row. They give up a couple baskets, but then I mean, they get a stop on a steal, quick hands. You know, maybe a little yeah. little backside double yeah. down in the post. They're you know. gonna miss at some point though. Like yeah. they just aren't going ten nothing. And also also, it's not like they're Stockton Malone with the pick and roll. Mm-hmm. Like they, they Yeah. And and the back cuts, like yeah. literally. That's like the only way they were like back back cut, 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 and they're just holding each other and Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I don't know. When you're playing for money, I, don't, I guess I don't even know how that would even work. With like, how do you, do you call foul? Do you not call foul? I yeah, that, 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 that's that, one of the one of the quotes I have early on when he goes foul. <laughs> early on when he yeah. blocks that guy and the guy goes, "You fouled me." Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, the hands so, part of the ball. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep. Hands part of the yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. And then they go down that rabbit hole there. But I mm-hmm. just I, that's my question in press conference. Um, hello, uh, Marks Johnson. Hey, Raymond. Why don't you just post up every time? Yep. I don't know. Yep. I just don't see 10 straight points coming from those guys. I think uh, once they got, once they held serve, they yep. would be done. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Like that. Um, in-game adjustments. Anything you would have done differently? Billy doesn't dunk. He's, I'm just, just going with it. They end the movie on him dunking on an alley-oop where Sidney throws it over his head. It's a hot take, I know. Mm-hmm. I know he's supposed to dunk. Nope, Billy doesn't dunk in the movie. Okay. That's, I w- that's my that's that's super hot. That's that's huh? scorching. Ah, that's I got gotcha. you. That's scorching. That's scorching hot. Gotcha. Um, I would say I would have liked to seen a little bit more of a redeeming storyline for Sydney, and Sydney kind of does pull that out. You know he. He he signs the contract. Uh, the guy says he wants the 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 roofing tiles or whatever. He wants the the, the tiles that he meets him in the fast fast food restaurant there. Uh, that type of thing. I I would have liked to have seen a, a little something where you know it's it's Sydney saying, "Hey, I'm done with the hustle. I can't do this to my wife and kid anymore." Um, Something, something maybe along those did, lines. And they, maybe they did, and it's just like that. The movie's like legitimately two hours. Yeah, that was kind of unheard of back in '92. Like mm-hmm. two hour movie, like that. You know what I mean? Maybe just they just like let's just chop this and be done. Yeah, they they could have, they could have. So yeah, DNPCD, the did not play coach's decision category. Who or what should not be in this movie? I got one for you, Tisha, and I, it's going to be obvious. It's it's Gloria and the whole that. Jeopardy thing. It's the it's the I whole know, it's, it's the a, whole Jeopardy thing, um, but I don't know how you do the movie without. Like, then why is Glory in the movie? Uh, I mean, I know. Wait, what are you doing? What are you doing with her? I, she I, she obviously needs a weird, like I said, a weird like niche thing because otherwise I don't even know what you do. With have her, her like, be work, have her be writing a book or something like that. Is she we're working at Dillard's? Like yeah. what do we you know like I don't know. I don't know. Have her write a, Oh, maybe write a, a book would have been maybe that's maybe that's what they do in the new. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and, you know, know something something that just I don't know. And again, these are two very illogical people. This guy, you know, Billy is making his money off of a street hustle, trying to pay back mobsters thousands of dollars. She, her dream is to be on Jeopardy, and she's putting every all her all her eggs into one basket of being on Jeopardy. Uh, you know, I, I I get that, and and I understand that it's a movie. Uh, I I just 
I've as as many times as I've seen this movie, I've never liked that storyline. I just thought it was just outlandish, and and I and I get it. I you know I understand it's just a movie, but I don't know. It just bothers me. It just bothers me. We're just we're just beating up this movie. Yeah, feels so bad. Yeah, it feels so bad. Yeah, it feels so bad. The old Tyler Shaw just crushing <laughs> this movie. Uh, I, don't I don't I don't mind I don't mind the Jeopardy. I don't mind the Jeopardy because it's just weird. Yeah. It's just weird enough. Yeah. And maybe in the nineties it was just like, yeah, that was just kind of a thing that they I don't even know, man. I'd like to see the behind the music. Behind the yeah. movie. Yeah. Why did you go with Jeopardy? I yeah. don't know. I do like to see her in the zone though. Yeah, that was good. That was I, good. And the Jeopardy scene like, when she was on the show was well done. Yes, yes, yes. I had a friend that I used to teach with at UTAN. He teaches at Bennington. I think he might still be at Bennington. And he was on the Teacher's Jeopardy uh, show. Okay. And the category was sports. It was sports. And he just... And he just ripped through it like just <laughs> hammer time, boom, 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 boom. And one and one day I was going, I don't know, somebody said it's like, hey, look at this, this guy. It's like, well, a thing went viral. It's like guy crushes this category in Japanese. It's like that's my buddy. That's Chris. That's Chris. That's Chris Grinvold. Hey, that's my buddy Chris. Your claim to fame. Shout out to Chris. Shout out to Chris. Good job, Chris. Um, yeah. You were like Gloria was in. Foods that begin with Q. Yeah, in the sporting. When we get off the phone, I'll uh, I'll see if I can find that that clip and send it to you. Okay, it's, it's fantastic. That'd it's be fantastic. Good. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I guess that's Jeopardy. Whatever. Right? It's, yeah. It's it's weird. I who shouldn't be in the movie? What shouldn't be in the movie? Well, I'll tell you, the Stooky Brothers should not be in the movie. Yeah. yeah. We need to upgrade there. Like, give me like a. I don't even know. Like, give me a nineteen ninety two. Shimmy or something. Give me something. Oh, like, there you a, go. Give me, give me somebody with some chops that like maybe was on the cusp of being something. I don't know. Or maybe they, they had to spend yeah, all their they, money on Woody Harrelson and and the, you know the three uh, they leads. Probably, they probably they probably spent so much on Woody and and, and yeah. Wesley. Like like yeah. I said, yeah. yeah. It's like up oh, and director's cousin. Yep. You know, Stookies. Yep. Uh, grow out a per mullet and call today. So <laughs> how about this <laughs> random question out of nowhere? Better appearance of Jeopardy on film. Gloria mm-hmm. in White Men Can't Jump or Cliff Clavin on Cheers? Dude, Cliff Clavin on Cheers is so iconic because <laughs> this is the last question. <laughs> That's it all. I'm just, this is the last question. Just, <laughs> the categories. He bets it all. He bets it. He, like, gets, he like, gets every question right and then just... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you uh, know, the, see, I, I am also I'm not a Cheers connoisseur like you, but I've seen my dad love Cheers, so uh, watched all the time growing up, and I just remember that I was like, oh man, yeah, Cliff, oh the the categories, and I don't remember them all off the top of my head, but postage stamps, mothers, yeah, yeah. mothers and their sons, and mothers and their sons, beer, <laughs> Cliff, why don't you go ahead and pick, uh, Alex, why don't you go ahead and pick for me. <laughs> People over the age of, or under the age of forty, are like, what are these guys talking about? Yeah, yeah. Just go check it out. Just, just YouTube it. You know. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do that. (sighs) Who gets the game ball? I can't. I don't. I I, like everybody's got their flaws, right? Like who has who had the best game? Well, it ain't Billy. I I ain't Billy. 
at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say probably not. I don't know. We'd have to see it. Whiteman can't jump to where Billy redeems himself, works at the Home Depot, and <laughs> <laughs> spends his time playing in the big three or something. I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> let's see here. Works uh, at the Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> got some got some plumber stuff over here yeah he's got he's definitely in the cabin cabin tree um so the mvp has got to be i mean if we if i got down to two i have two people on my list it's either sydney okay so 15 year old me says it's sydney okay I can't believe I'm saying this. 46-year-old me thinks it's Gloria. Oh. Minus the drinking nonstop. Oh. She's drinking a lot there. Is yes. That, that's not addressed yeah. at all. No. Like, she's no. just hammering. Like, she's flawed as well, like I said. Yeah, like, she's... Just, just hammering the vodka straight. Yeah. Like, so, and the only reason I say Gloria is just because, like, she's going to end up with probably the best life out of all yes. of those people. Maybe yeah. temporarily. I'm not sure in the long yeah. run. But, uh, but uh, maybe Sydney now that he gets out of the projects or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I got it down to the, those two. You can pick. There you go. Yeah. Those my uh, non-committal. Uh, if you say the Stooky Brothers, I'm hanging up. Though, so. <laughs> well, uh, no, I had I had Sydney. Sydney, excuse me. I'm, I'm yeah, giving the game ball yeah. to Sydney uh, just yeah, because I think to. he he actually kind of grew on me as the film went on. Um, yes, he did. And and. I just thought that he was, you know, it's it's crazy to say that at the beginning of the film, you wouldn't think by the end of the film that Sydney was the more mature one, but he's the one that gets his family out of, you know, Crenshaw. He's the one that uh, gets Billy, uh, gets Gloria onto Jeopardy. He's the one that gives yes. Woody, a, or Woody, I keep calling Woody. He gives, the, he's the yeah. one that gets uh, Billy a job at the end. You know, so... I just think he uh, he deserves the game ball because uh, without him, none of the none of it at the end really matters. Including he's a playmaker. He's a, a playmaker. Including basically pushing Gloria over the top to finally ditch Billy, which is probably something she should have done a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Maybe he secretly did that. Just, uh, I mean, I mean, he was in a bind, obviously. Sure. He just got his house broken into, but mm-hmm. like he tells Billy, yeah, you. You could have said no. Listen to the woman. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? You're, you're so stupid. Yeah. What are you doing? Yep. Listen to the woman. Yeah. Wise, wise man. Yep. Wise man. That Sydney. Overall grade, T. Shaw. What are you giving it? B. I mean, maybe B minus. I don't know. Ballpark. I had now C they, plus. Like we talked, we talked it through, and I'm, I feel I had B written down or B minus written down. But you know what? coming around i'm coming around yeah i think going, there's i going, think there's some really going, funny stuff in it going be going be because of just entertainment value and, yeah uh, and just all the quotable lines and all the stuff that we can't talk about on a uh, pg-13 uh podcast mm-hmm. and that's fine yeah. that's fine it's all good yeah i started lower i brought it up We're coming around to it a little bit and appreciate it just just uh you know just man Billy, yeah what an idiot that's that's what i got give it a yeah. b for billy being an idiot yeah there you go i i, I got i'm gonna go c plus i, I like there i said go. i i think of all the of all the movies that 
that we've done so far with the with the film room here. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. I just, I just did. I enjoyed this one the least. Not to say I didn't enjoy parts of it, but for me, uh, just the character of Billy, and even in the movie, it took him three different massive screw ups before she finally left him. I believe at least three different massive screw ups. Yeah. Um, and God only knows how many screw ups there were before that. Uh, Eight years of them, evidently. Yeah, apparently. So, you know, and again, this is just my perspective. You know, there's some funny stuff. Like you said, there's some really, really funny lines. Once most again, most of them. year old me is giving it an A. Yeah. year old me is like, A plus. Yeah. I love it. <clears throat> um, I, I guess the, the older I get, and, and now I'm starting to sound like the guy that's yelling get at the clouds my on my front porch. Yep, you know. Yeah, get off my lawn. But it's, get it's, off my lawn. <laughs> it's harder for me to admire. Uh, idiots that are trying to be smarter than what they are like beavis and butthead are idiots and they know that they're idiots let's just say we have a a a film coming up uh where there are idiots involved but i think they they really realize that they're idiots deep down they know that they're idiots and the movie is not trying to pretend that they're not idiots because they are you know um so i don't know just for me i i just couldn't get into it um i'm slightly intrigued by the new one that's coming out. And we kind of rushed this up a little bit um, because the new White Men Can't Jump, is kind of, I think, is it on Hulu or something like that, Tyler? Yeah, it's on Hulu or Amazon. I can't remember where it's going to be released on. Yeah. But yeah, I'm intrigued as well. Yeah. Now that we've... Once we should we should look at where that is. Yeah. It's, it's coming up soon. It's like next week it's coming out. And, and that's one of the reasons why mm-hmm. I wanted to do this before the new one came out. Um, so... For me, like I said, uh, this wasn't my, uh, you know, it wasn't my favorite that, I, that I've ever seen. It wasn't obviously not the worst movie I've ever seen. There's some things that I really liked in it. There's some great lines in it. There's some really good storylines. But for me, it was a C plus. Yep, yep, I agree. There's no need to, yeah. So. I, 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 like I said, maybe I'm just nostalgic for the shoes. I don't yeah. know. I just want those Air Jordan 6s. I don't want to tell you. Yeah? Well, hey. Teach till you're 92 now. Just go out and get yourself I mean, some. I will probably get on the sneaker app later tomorrow to <laughs> see what happens. So we'll see what happens. Beg for forgiveness instead of asking for permission there, Billy Hoyle. I'm just going, yep, Billy Hoyle. Yeah. Man, he figured it out after <laughs> nine years of being an idiot. So, yeah. You know, sounds good. Great stuff. All right. Well, hey, T. Shaw, always appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, great stuff here tonight. A lot of really good things. Uh, hope folks enjoyed this podcast. Um, we will be back next week with some more film room. Uh, we've got some great interviews lined up. Uh, should be some some really really good stuff coming out here uh, over the next few weeks. Uh, the nice thing is with the summertime, I'm not teaching forty or fifty hours a week or not in school for that long, and so we got a little bit more time to do some stuff like this and and have a good time with it and enjoy it. So, uh, folks, I hope you've enjoyed the film room here, episode number two. White men can't jump with my main man, Mr. T. Shaw. Representing the Mountain Time Zone, the Marauder, the, the mission, the, the 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 man, the myth, the legend. Uh, so, good luck at State Track this weekend. By the way, hey, show. thank you, thank yep. you. So, I appreciate you letting me come on. Yep. All right, buddy. Well, coaches, as always, let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.